Hello, friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. If you don't know, we are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hello, Levi. Hi, Jen. Hi. Are you ready for a delve into Holotali today, Jen? I sure am. I am Holotaliger to talk about it. Love it. <laughs> this is going to be a short one. Yeah, because this is an optional little thing you can do, and there's not a lot of story surrounding it, really. Yeah, this was actually the original concept for the off-week episodes, but then we ended up making some of them longer than the main episodes, as in like the main story episodes. You so. never know what's going to just tickle our brains. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it'll be nice to get a little bit of a break this week. Yeah, just a little a little uh, amuse-bouche of story. Nice. So as mentioned today, we are talking about the Halatali Dungeon. We have just reported to Menphilia about the goings-on in Camp Drybone, and after we leave the Waking Sands, we can find a dapper fellow wearing a straw hat with safari flaps in the back. He's dapper as far as, like, fishermen go. He's the only guy I've seen pull it off. Oh, it looks great. This guy is an explorer and associate of the Scions. He thinks that we are hungry for adventure, and he's right. What's his name? Um, Nedrick the Ironheart, right? Right. Right? Nedrick the Ironheart. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully it's right. Hey, I got this lead for you. Go check it out. Yeah. You thirsty for a, for a, for a skirmish? I am thirsty. Mm Mm-hmm. For a skirmish. Thirsting for a (laughs) skirmishton. So he tells us of a location in Eastern Thanalan a hundred-year-old gladiatorial training ground put to ruin by the Calamity, and it's been overrun by beasts, but it's sure to be a place to hone our skills. Level 20 skills, anyway. Yeah. In the, you know, in the, back in the, back in the day of Ulda, when, when gladiatorial combat was a uh, form of entertainment, uh, it, it, you know, like man versus beast sort of thing. Uh, that's what the, the, this place was made. What do you mean back in the day? It still is. Well, no, no, they don't, they don't do like fighting lions and shit, right? They do yeah, it they like, do. do they? Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Uh, okay. The well, Hildebrand quest has not a lion, but quite a beast indeed. I for I forget. So, like a century ago, they built the um, they built Halatali as a training ground for gladiators, and they housed a lot of um, beasts in there so that you can train against the beasts. And then when the calamity happened, the whole place got destroyed, um, but the beasts remained, and kind of like the giants in Copperbell, just proliferated. And now they just have total control of the area. So, if you're just you know you want to I don't know uh, impress your friends. Go to Halatali and uh, fight your way through it. Yeah. So they expected it to be just like empty and desolate inside. But no, there's been like a Hunger Games type thing going on where only the strongest and fittest of the beasts survive. Mm -hmm. And now that's who's left for us to deal with. Bring it on. So we hop on over to Eastern Thanalan where we find the guard outside who keeps innocence away from from the dungeon. Butter's having a party out there. (laughs) She she is on one. And um, 
because our name was given to the guard by Nedric, we're like, oh, yep, you're free to go inside. Good luck to you. So the name Halatalijin means the land of many shadows. Mm. Mm. This place is a maze of halls, arenas, and training equipment that is just overrun by savage beasts. Cool. The interior structure is a mix of stone caverns and artificial buildings. Navigating this place is a bit of a pain. It's very gamey because there's no way to actually traverse the dungeon except to go through these teleporters that appear arbitrarily when you kill a boss. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember tanking this dungeon for the first time, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you go months and months and months as a DPS, and you don't really have to pay attention. And then all of a sudden, you start leveling tank, and I'm I'm lost, especially in a Realm Reborn dungeons, like fucking, fucking hell. The non-hallway dungeons. God, I look like such an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. That's why you just say, I'm new, y'alls. Every time. Sure. It's like, wait, you're a level 60 Dark Knight. I'm still new. <laughs> that can happen. Anyway, though, it's kind of hard to reconcile the teleporter layout with what the story is of the dungeon, because it's supposed to be a place that's fallen into ruin and is overrun by beasts, but you can't actually travel around inside of it until you kill the mini boss and then this teleporter appears. Like, it kind of makes sense as a training gauntlet, because yeah, if you're like, like... they've repurposed it. This is us cleaning it out, but it feels like they've made it into, like, a gauntlet where it's, okay, like, I've made this boss magical, so when you kill it, the gate to the next area will open, and then repeat again to the next area. But it doesn't quite gel with the whole arena and ruins and the beasts run wild. These could be uh, remnants of when it was still operating, you know, before the calamity. That's the only way to kind of square it is to say, okay, so these mini bosses are the top beasts from before. And this was the old deal. You know, they still have their magical teleporter spell on them that when they die, then the combatants can then teleport to the next area. Yeah. There are doors, but they're permaclosed. Yes. Can't go in there. That's why it's confusing, because you're going to run up to a door, it won't open. You're going to run up to another door, it won't open. And then everybody's wondering what the fuck is wrong with your tank. (laughs) (sighs) So we enter the dungeon. The first stretch is a few spacious corridors with cut stone walls and cavernous ceilings. And there are a bunch of manacles chained to the wall here, along with several training dummies. The main set piece of the stretch is a big circular room with a sand fighting circle littered with arrows and weapons. The enemies here are imps, bombs, and the the Dullahans, the oh, big- the doctors. The empty armor that's animated. Yeah. And the Voidsen aren't really supposed to be here in a legal sense because- <laughs> Except for one notable exception, they're not allowed here. So we can infer that maybe they were attracted to this place, given all the death going on between the beasts. But they shouldn't have been the original beasts here because nah. there's only one voice in, in the in the dungeon, canonically. Which one would that be? The last boss, which we'll get to in a minute. Oh, okay. Hmm. Anyway, we fight our way past those guys and reach the first boss, which is in a a large stone hall with a big blazing bonfire on a platform. Well, a a big fat fire sprite materializes and then starts to summon little baby fire sprites. And if the fire sprites... No. If the... 
don't know what the little baby ones are called, but if the little, little baby ones reach the, uh, the fire, they sound out like a big AoE throughout the entire arena, and so your entire party will take a little bit of damage. But yeah, you just kind of focus fire on the actual fire sprite, and uh, that's it. Yeah. The boss is Fire Main. Its name is Fire Main. Sorry, Fire Main. Did you take no notes, Jen? I took none notes. Oh my god. Because we just, we just did it. <laughs> I, I did it too, and I took notes. Cause, well, that's your job, all right? <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I think that the intended mechanic is for the DPS to kill the little sprites. But honestly, you don't need to. You you, shouldn't. You don't need to. And also, they spawn at such an aggressive rate that if you were to try to, it'd be. You would never leave. You would never leave. Yeah. So you just let the healer heal through the explosions. Yeah. It's not a lot of damage. Just just focus fire. It's all good. Yep. Once fire main goes down, then the bonfire turns from a blazing red to a hot blue. Yeah. And then we click it and teleport to the next leg of the dungeon. Like a blue raspberry. I have seen multiple people get lost right here. Yep. Because when the group goes through the teleporter, the newbie will backtrack and like think a door is opened in the first room or something. Mm-hmm. So they go running around trying to find the way out and get lost. Yep. Not very intuitive. Nope. Yeah. No, clicking on that. I guess if you've done, I don't think any dungeon has a, uh, you know, click here to get teleported mechanic at this point. Not yet. This yeah. is the first one. Yeah. But also it, it's it's very subtle because the fire changes color. Yes. But it's not intuitive to click on a fire to teleport. No. You have to literally stand up and get inside the fucking pile of wood. Yeah. To Yeah. It's whatever. You figure it out. We appear in a big, winding, cavernous corridor next that's full of green fog. This section twists and turns over itself, and if you look off the edge of the path, you can see that there's a ravine below that is just blanketed in this green fog. The debris of gladiatorial battles just litters this place, weapons on the floor, rickety wooden scaffolding on the walls, and lots more manacles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The main gimmick of this section is that there are these chain winches hanging down from the ceiling that you need to pull right and there are like uh bombs on them hanging out by them there are three things that can spawn if you pull them either a bomb will appear a chest will appear or a trio of lightning sprites Uh uh-huh and you have to pull these to proceed yes and it's i mean again it's not super clear no it's not the gate doesn't open that like there's like a portcullis to the next boss fight which will not open until you pull all these winches Yep. Which fits the gauntlet vibe, but not really the whole abandoned arena. Like, you would think the Strake beyond the the Proclos would have starved, because it's locked in that room for five years or whatever. Maybe it feeds on Void Scent or something. Well, Jen, there are no <laughs> Void Scent on this stretch, because <laughs> there's only- Because he the, ate them all. There are only mantises and giant snakes. Why couldn't you go out and eat some of those? Because the, the gate's closed, and you can't open the gate until you pull- like five of the winch thingies. Shit. Yeah. Got you there, Jen. You didn't get me. You got Square Enix. Take that, they Square did, Enix. They did not think this through at all. Serious continuity issues. Serious. This this dungeon has ruined the game for yeah, me. Yeah, though, you know, you put any plan under a microscope, you're sure to find flaws. I hope someone got fired for this blunder. <clears throat> anyway, though, once we figure out that we have to pull the winches, then the gate will open, leading the way to the next boss fight. Dragon guy. Yes. The boss itself is the Thunderclap Guivra, which is a big purple lizard with a spiked tail. Neat. A thagomizer, if you will. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the 
Givre. Givre. Yes. Givre. Um, the Givre is uh, hanging out in some standing water um, at the bottom of a ramp. And he's going to approach the ramp and then walk away from the ramp and then approach the ramp and walk away from the ramp. And when he walks away, he's going to spawn a little group of lightning sprites and he will go in foam. At different damage windows is when he retreats back to the water. Right. So uh, the tank has to go and like get him, bring him back to the ramp. So everybody, don't don't go in the water. Is the is Everybody should hang out on the ramp while the, the tank brings the thing back and forth. Because but. when the Givra, Givra, whatever, when the lizard <laughs> electrifies, then... You're going to take damage if you're standing in that water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, he'll go back and forth and spawn the lightning sprites to kill the sprites um, before you can start killing him again. This, this is the uh, kind of the theme of this dungeon. The bosses in this dungeon is that they go invulnerable until you kill their little buddies. Um, so you do that back and forth, and, um, and there you go. If your DPS and tank are on point, they should be pulling the lizard away from the pool and then stunning it when it tries to retreat back to it, which gives you a few more seconds to do some damage before it goes invuln. Yeah, but, you know, if you don't, that's okay, too. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. After we kill this thing, a water spout appears in the pool, and we click on it to teleport to the last stretch. Yeah. So enter a raging bonfire or enter a raging maelstrom (laughs) to go to other places. No problem. No problem. Though, I mean, this whole exercise is really just like a, what, a test of your bravery? So if if you don't want to go in a whirlpool, then you're a fucking coward. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, "Ah, I'm not getting in that. I'm going to bail. The last leg is very small. It's just a slope that winds up around a circular stone fighting platform. This area has the Z's enemies, the big flightless bird type enemies with scales instead of feathers. Dinosaurs. Sure. (laughs) They remind me of more bird than dinosaur in their body shape, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Either way, though, if you want to, you can detour into the fighting pit for a chest. Or you can just skip most enemies here and hug the wall until you reach a big metal double door, which when opened, leads to the final boss arena. We did it! Not yet, Jen. We, we almost did it. We have to fight Tangata first. Tangata. Tangata is a big, thick biped, an ogre void mm. scent with curved horns. Yeah. Just a big, dumb, strong guy. Yeah. He's in here because one of the former Holotali organizers from before the Calamity, they made a substantial donation to the Order of Nald Thal in order to receive an exception to the no voidsent allowed rule. Ooh. They paid a little cash to get this extra spicy enemy here for the gladiators. And now it's our problem. <laughs> he's not really, he's not really a problem. No. <laughs> so same deal with this guy. You're going to fight him. What he does, Jen, is after you do enough damage to him, he drops a big pool of fire at his feet. He's invulnerable while the fire is up, and also don't stand in there because it'll hurt you. <clears throat> the ogre, it's not a it's not a donut. What's the other term for that sort of like... Circle? No, I'm not talking about the shape, but the, the technical term for that sort of AoE. I, I call it a circle AoE. Okay, yeah. Circle AoE around the boss. Or what's his name? Tengata. Tengata. So he'll do that for a bit, and while that's going on, there's a, a fire sprite that's going to uh, materialize, and you'll have to kill it, 
um, before he will be able to take damage again. So when the fire sprite is out, he's invulnerable. And just like with the first mini boss, the little baby sprites will come out as well. They're inconsequential. Please do not pay attention to them. Um, you really, so you got to focus on these fire sprites, get the ogre, uh, Tangata, uh, vulnerable again, and just rinse and repeat. I think that's really like kind of the only series of mechanics. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He'll throw out like a fireball once in a while that you need to dodge. But yeah, but no it, big I mean, deal. yeah, it's super easy. In this case, I don't think you could even kill the baby sprites if you want to, like the little embers, mm-hmm. because the time it takes for them to leave the braziers on the wall to arrive in the arena center where they explode is like two to three seconds to target them and burn them down if you wanted to, which you shouldn't. Yeah, it's it's a fool's errand. Yes, exactly. Don't pay attention to the distraction. It's a test. Don't fail it. I have to wonder, do they want the players to destroy these things and like try and keep them away? No, I think it's it's a distraction. I think it's like a a kind of a learning exercise. Eventually you'll realize like we, we cannot focus on these when we leave them alone and we get a little bit of a damage, it's that's fine. So I, I think it's just kind of a learning process to um, to teach people kind of these different mechanics, and you maybe don't need to focus or fight or kill fucking everything. I feel like in a later dungeon, if they were to do the same mechanic, they wouldn't even be targetable. It'd just be like orbs that float in. So then you would know when it contacts a certain point, it explodes. Right. And the healer has to be ready to heal through that. That's exactly it. But yeah. in this case, they're actually like enemies. Could target so you, if you could, want to. yeah, and then you would waste a whole lot of time. Yep, running after these guys. So yeah, I think it's just kind of a learning exercise. So we do the whole DPS Tenkata, then kill the big sprites and repeat a couple times, and then we pop our limit break, and we're <clears> done. <throat> and we're done. And you know, hopefully, if you're if you're at like level twenty or thereabouts, you can get some some fun gear out of it. And um, either way, though, Halatali is now open for business. Ta-da. And we'll be back here later on when it reopens. What are you talking about? I'm talking about us coming back here later on. For what? To fight shit. When it reopens? Yes. What are you talking about? Are you doing a bit? I'm... No, no, no. What are you talking about? Are we come back? There is a Holotali hard mode at level 50, which is uh... another dungeon that is actually the reopened and functional Holotali. I see. Okay. <laughs> I totally for- I totally forgot. It was well, so long ago. I thought it was clear. We come back here to fight shit. And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like what? I'm are you being coy or talk- weird? Or I don't remember. Are you being coy or weird? No. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Jin just forgot. It's okay. It's okay, Jin. It'll Big be time. Fine. Yeah, totally forgot. Same dudes, but they're just harder. <laughs> it's a remix, Jin. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it, it's pretty fun because it, it's actually open now. So you go into the dungeon and you fight actual gladiators oh that okay i that's what i remember actually when we when i did this today i was like oh right i remember like the training grounds we had to like go in here i remember going in here for like a reason not just like oh you want to be an adventurer you want to have a fun time and more like this is a, a series of of tests for you like officially yeah. so that that's okay that makes sense there are a couple like that actually so yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to coming back here when it's level 50 and revisiting it someday soon ish nope no god (laughs) in a year maybe do you like this dungeon jen 
That's such a weird question to me. You know, is a is a dungeon likable? Is that weird? What is what is your what's the uh, the metric? As I'm asking Jen, not <laughs> not Otis old thing, your character. Did Jen have fun playing through this dungeon? Oh, it was super fun. Yeah. Really it's really chill. Once you once you know where to go and to click on things to move forward. But yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a very snack of a dungeon. Mm-hmm. It, it's not very long at all. And you can just blaze through it if you want to and just like do big pulls. The only downer is that some classes don't have area of effect abilities at this point. No. So if you're playing Dragoon or Lancer, then you got to single target everything versus blasting a group. Yeah. I'm playing Archer, so I did have an AoE. And I think it's like the only class that has an AoE at level 20. Oh, besides tanks. Sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway. But, but yeah, no, it, that's that's good stuff. They should make it a rule to get your AoE before the first dungeon because... I know, right? Ugh. Because the, the tank we were with, uh, they were pulling hardcore. Yep. So worked out, though. Anyway, I, I think that all the boss fights are pretty fun. It's a pretty casual, breezy romp, and I'm never sorry to see it. Sure. Fun stuff. So when you see those blue quests, people, pick them up. Do your blue quests. Do your blue Jen. quests. I'm doing them. Good. Finally. The pitch for the dungeon, though, is pretty funny. This you guy. Bored? Are you bored? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, you're an adventurer, right? I know adventurers love dungeons. Yeah. There's a dungeon for you. <laughs> we know now that this is to actually clean it out to be reopened, but he doesn't ever mention that. Nobody mentions the public good this will do. No, this it's is just, just like, like, do you need to, you know, you want to get your 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 dick wet? <laughs> like do this dungeon. As a player, yes, I want to do a dungeon, but I'd like to think that my character has higher standards than, hey, you like killing shit? Here's some shit for you to kill. Basically. Yeah. And we're like, absolutely. Sign me the fuck up. Uh, we have fun. We do have fun. Any other comments, Jen? Uh, no, I'm good. Well, next time, we are going to take on our first four-person trial. We will be playing through the Bull of Embers. <gasps> That's big. It's really big. It's a big milestone in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Well, that was a yummy little morsel of an episode. If you uh, would like to get in touch with us, you can at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.